Welcome to From the Front Porch, a conversational podcast about books, small business, and life in the South. the rebelliousness of snail mail, and I love anything that can arrive with a postage stamp. Diane Lane. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. And this week, I'm joined by Bookshelf online sales manager, Aaron Fielding, to talk all about shelf subscriptions. September is a big month for the bookshelf and for Thomasville. This month, we're helping the Thomas County Library relaunch our Area One Book Program. For 10 years, the Thomas County Public Library has hosted South Georgia's first and only One Book Program, where our entire community reads the same book together and celebrates that book with a variety of literary events. This year, we're reading You're Not Listening, What You're Missing and Why It Matters by Kate Murphy, and our celebration of Murphy's book will culminate in a visit from the author at the Thomas County Board of Education Auditorium on Thursday, September 28th. Tickets are only $10 and can be found in-store at the bookshelf or online at onebookthomascounty.org. You have plenty of time to get tickets and to read You're Not Listening right along with us. Grab your copy at the bookshelf, the library, or read along with us from far away by snagging a copy at your own local indie. Visit onebookthomascounty.org for more details about this year's event. We hope to see you there. Now, back to the show. Did you know that The Bookshelf has a Book of the Month program? Like many indie bookstores across the country, The Bookshelf has a monthly subscription service devoted to our favorite new books of each month. So what makes our program different? We base our monthly selections on our staffers' reading personalities, and Erin is here to tell you all about it. Hi, Erin. Hi, I am so excited to be talking about shelf subscriptions today. This was your idea. We have been brainstorming so many different ways to promote shelf subscriptions while also knowing that monthly book mail is or can be expensive and knowing that it's not for every customer. Um, But it is one of our favorite things we do at the bookshelf. It's a big part of what we do at the bookshelf. It's kind of one of our... I don't know, cornerstone programs. And and you have run it now for how long? I guess almost three years now, close to three years. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I have vivid memories. I'm not making this up. I, of course, familiar with subscription programs, book of the month programs, especially book of the month, which isn't even affiliated with a bookstore, but is kind of the standard, I think, for monthly Mm -hmm. book mail. And one year when I was traveling back, I guess seven years ago, uh, when I was traveling back uh, from market with my parents, I was in the backseat of their car and I was trying to brainstorm a subscription service. One of my favorite bookstores did a subscription service where it was entirely personality based, like on the customer. So the customer would fill out a questionnaire and then you would Mm -hmm. pick a surprise book for them, which I thought was so fun. It was so creative and interesting. However, as you and I know, there's fun and creative and interesting and exciting. And then there's sustainable. (laughs) And you really have to find the overlap in the Venn diagram of like, what's fun and exciting, but also is something that we can replicate month after month. Right. And that wasn't really something that I felt like we could replicate and grow. 
because, you know, picking 10 books for, you know, a customer or, you know, 10 books a month for customers versus uh, 250 books for customers are two different things. (laughs) That's a different story. Yeah. So anyway, that's kind of where the impetus for shelf subscription came from. And the program began seven years ago with about 30 people, which already was growth. When we were doing like these personalized recommendations, we really did have between five and 10 and 10 was kind of my cutoff for Okay, I can't, yeah. I can't do, I can't do more than these. <laughs> and we were doing paperbacks. And when you do paperbacks, there's just a higher likelihood you're going to send somebody a book they already have. Yes, very true. Which you and I will talk about today, how much time and effort and energy goes into mm-hmm. sending books to people that we hope they don't already have or that we have planned for them not to already have. Right. So that's kind of how the subscription program started. I know before you were at the bookshelf as an employee, you, you know, were a bookshelf customer. You're a book lover. Were you familiar with other subscription programs before you came on board the bookshelf or kind of why do you like our model when now we know obviously lots of bookstores have shelf subscriptions or their version of shelf subscriptions? Yeah, I was not familiar with any book of the month or book subscription programs before coming to work at the bookshelf. Um, I think it's a fantastic idea, obviously, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Maybe I just don't think that was happening very much. Maybe Mm -hmm. I just wasn't in my, it wasn't in my circle of influence. I wasn't sure, you know, maybe book of the month. I feel like that's been around for a little while. So perhaps they were already doing that, but I wasn't aware of it. So to come into the bookshelf and start taking over the shelf subscription program was a little daunting to come in. You guys already had it so finely tuned at that point. Like what you were doing was was working. And since taking it over, you know, I've, I I feel like I've tried to make it better and better every month, make the processes easier. Mm -hmm. And that's been with the help of Olivia and Laura, who used to be here and now Keela, all giving their input about what could make this program Mm -hmm. better logistically. And um, so I think it's, it really has come together very well now. What I think makes us different is is our staffers. And I think that's why people choose to shop with us. I hope that's why they choose Mm -hmm. to purchase shelf subscriptions from us. Um, I also think that we put a lot of care into, Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about this later, but we put a lot of thought and care into the not only the books that we choose, but the way that we package our shelf subscriptions, the way that we, you know, include cards that have what that staffer liked about the book. I don't know that every program does that, but I know that that's such a nice touch. And, you know, there have Mm -hmm. been months where we weren't able to send out the cards or somebody didn't get their card and they were like, gosh, that's really just my favorite part is I love to hear what the staffers thought about this book. So yeah, I think that's what's different about our model. I mean, I could go on and on, but to me, it's like having a really well-read friend pick out a book for you each month, hopefully that you've never heard of, or maybe it's been on your radar, but you thought, I don't know about it. And then people get it in the mail and they're just like, yes, this is the book. This is the next book I've been waiting for. So that's the thing that I think shelf subscription does is 
first of all, one thing that we say a lot when we market shelf subscriptions, and it was one of the deciding factors in choosing to do a subscription service, is it's for those with reading decision fatigue. Like we are bombarded. If you're on Instagram or you're on Bookstagram or BookTok, we're bombarded in a good way with all the different books that are Mm -hmm. out, all of these books that maybe your friends love or the people that you follow on the internet love. Um, But how can you kind of sift through the noise and in a consumer culture that admittedly we are a part of as a as a capitalistic enterprise <laughs> like like we want to sell books but if you start to feel like oh my gosh, so many books, so little time, or, oh, I'm stressed by having to pick out books. I like the idea that once a month you get one brand new book picked for you by somebody who really loves stories and it's mailed to your door. Like, I just think it's answering that decision fatigue problem. And it's also answering the, the maybe overwhelm of there are so many books every month you know, you don't want to break your budget every month. Well, what if you just knew, well, I'm going to get one book a month from this indie bookstore. And I think, you know, book of the month, I think has existed for a super long time. Like I think it was a mail order program before and other local indies do subscription services. I don't know how many, but I know many do. Like I think Parnassus does one. A lot of people do first edition clubs. Thank You Books in Birmingham does one, but not all of them are primarily for their long distance customers. So I think shelf shelf subscription was intended to be for our local customers. And we do have a lot of local folks who come and pick their book up every month. And we'd love more if you're a local, if you're a local customer. Yes, absolutely. I was going to say, if you're listening (laughs) and you're local, come on in. Yes. We'd love for you to pick up your book every month because I think that's really special and sweet too. But our program, which had already existed for maybe three or four years before 2020, mm-hmm. during 2020, really skyrocketed because of, and in part because of the pandemic. And having these long distance customers who we say all the time have become your customers because right. you're their bookseller, you're who's interacting with them. Yeah. And so our shelf subscription program it's not just highly specialized or highly curated because obviously it is, that's what indie bookstores do, but it's carefully packaged. It's really designed to be special so that when you open your mail, it's not just a book you order from Amazon thrown on your front porch. Like it, it, it feels like a present. Yeah. I think it feels like unwrapping a present. Absolutely. And we, you know, we call it shelf subscription week around here, which it's about to start today as we're recording this, it's about to start. (laughs) But it's really special. I mean, you know, we put a lot of care, like we have staffer Keela now who that is primarily a very main part of her job is packaging these shelf subscriptions with care. And there's prep for it that goes on all month, getting the boxes ready, Mm -hmm. you know, getting the books wrapped up carefully so that when we get the books and we get the names of the people who are getting the books that month, she's just ready to go. And she does it with such love, attention. And we really, although we can't specialize it for everyone, we do try to make it feel special for everyone. Yeah. So I'm curious, Erin, so part of what we do at the bookshelf when we talk about, oh, it has to do with our staffers' personalities, it has to do with what sets us apart is ours isn't just one book every month that is 
you know, a newly released title that we love, although that would be fun and maybe would be easier for you <laughs> if we just did one book. Um, but we we go above and beyond here at the bookshelf. And absolutely, we really do base it on personality. And, and you'll hear listeners, you'll hear later in the episode um, from some of the people who pick our subscription. So I pick every month, my mom and dad, Nancy, Olivia. Um, but Aaron, as a as somebody who packages up those books and who, you know, makes sure the right book gets to the right person, what are some of your favorite past shelf subscription selections? Oh, and this one was hard. I had to go back and, you know, we have a spreadsheet, of course, with all yes. of our picks. And so I had to go back through the years and look at some of my favorite ones since I've been here. My favorites, I do tend to read books that Olivia would read. I read books that you would read and like. I've read books that your dad has liked. So I'm kind of a mix of all three. But I have loved um, Congratulations, The Best is Over by R. Eric Thomas, which was a recent pick, of course. Everyone in My Family Has Killed Someone, which was an Olivia pick. Yep. I loved Now Is Not the Time to Panic, which was one of your picks uh, last year, I think. And Nora Goes Off Script by Annabelle Monahan, who's actually going to be with us in a few weeks for a reader retreat. That's what's so fun about picking books from authors we love. So I think about Nora Goes Off Script, which was a selection of mine last year. And that really, I think, unintentionally set the groundwork for establishing a relationship with Annabelle Monahan. And now she's coming to read a retreat. Um, Eric Thomas, it was so fun to be able to tell him, hey, we've picked your book for our subscription service. Or I even think back years ago, one of my favorite selections, I want to say from 2019, maybe even earlier, was I Miss You When I Blink by Mary Laura Philpott, mm-hmm. which is just one of my favorite books really in me- recent memory. And she wound up getting to come to Reader Retreat in 2019, in part, I think, because we'd established that relationship through subscriptions. I do love to tell this story, uh, which is I've been picking subscriptions for a long time, um, seven years. <laughs> and I like to say that my monthly picks are literary fiction or nonfiction. I used to say with a female protagonist, I don't know that that's always true now, but, you know, literary fiction, nonfiction, character driven rather than plot-driven, stories well-told. And one of my, and I stand by it, one of my favorite selections was a book called Fire Sermon by Jamie Quattro, which is a book I still love. Um, That book is very steamy, which is unusual for me. Like that is unusual for me. Uh But also (laughs) it's not unusual for me if the book is really well-written and if that, like that was a big part of the book, but that wasn't the point of the book. The book was really a conversation between these two people and they were talking a lot about Mm -hmm. faith and love, like, you know, like two really big picture people having a conversation, which also is just an encapsulation of my personal reading tastes. But anyway, it was quite steamy and mailed it out. And it's the only time I've ever received a book back (laughs) in the the mail. And this story is fresh on my mind because I went through you know, a box of stuff in my home the other day. And I found this woman's letter like written on a piece of notebook paper. I don't know why I kept it, but she was mortified by my selection. Uh, She took real issue with it. And it was one of those things, two things. It's a reminder that tastes are so personal and, and book tastes are so personal. And also that was early in our program. And now 
thanks to the work of staffers like Aaron, like Lucy, like Olivia, like, because this program has, we've all touched it at one point or, right. or another. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and now it's also not just, you know, for a long time, it was just one person, me, <laughs> like touching it. And then, and then Ashley, I think helped ship them out. But anyway, now that there are more hands in it and, and there's a little bit more care, we really are very particular about, okay, if a customer prefers PG tastes or if a customer has certain triggers, um, we can't, you know, we can't do that all the time or for every customer, it gets a little tricky, but we do our very best to make sure we don't get a book mailed back to us, uh, with a, with a little bit, it was like probably the only hate mail I've ever received (laughs) (laughs) because it was, it was a rather aggressive response to Jamie Quattro's beautiful book. Um, but that was just an example of, a book that I really loved, but that person was probably not subscribed to the right person. Now, you know, it's not only my selections, but you could be an Olivia subscriber. Based on your taste, Erin, I think you're a surprise me. I do. I I am. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So we do the surprise me option for for folks who can't decide, you know, are they an Olivia? Are they Mm -hmm. an Annie? Are they a shop dad? So I'm curious, other than my one little bit of of (laughs) pushback, what do you hear from customers about shelf subscriptions? You're on the front lines of customer service. You've really perfected this program over the last couple of years. You came on board almost three years ago and really did help revamp the logistics. So even if a right. customer can't tell what, what you've been doing the last three years, <laughs> we know what you've been doing the last three years is kind of tweaking that program and getting it down to an even finer science. Um, so what do you hear from our customers about subscriptions? Well, I will say, I mean, overwhelmingly it's positive. Of course, I have people who reach out to me and just say, I didn't enjoy that book or mm-hmm. maybe it wasn't for me. And what I say to them is we are, we're happy anytime, which I would say to any shelf subscriber, it's very easy for us to switch you to another subscriber. So maybe you start out as an Annie, you realize like, maybe I want some more Olivia, or maybe I'd like to read more nonfiction or, you know, historical fiction, PG fiction, just reach out to me because it's very easy to switch you between staffers. We also offer like, if you just hated a book, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. I never get that feedback. um, But if I did, I would say, you know, we can work with you. We'll try to work with you to swap it out with one of the other staffers books from that month. But Mm -hmm. overwhelmingly, I just get such positive feedback about the program. People are very excited to get their shelf subscription every month. I have quite a few people who reach out to me prior to the month and say, which we usually like to keep the books a surprise, but I do have people now, some of our very faithful customers who will say, what's the next book? Because I, you know, I want to, I want to pre-order some books and I don't want to overlap. So will you go ahead and tell me? And of course, I'm happy to do that. They don't mind spoiling the surprise. But um, I have to say, I get an email almost every month from a customer named Gail. Gail, I'm sure you're listening and I hope (laughs) this brings you joy too. But she sends me an email almost every month, just uh, effusive praise for the book that she received, Aww. whether it's Olivia's, yours, you know, sh- Shop Dad's. It just <laughs> warms my heart. Thank you, Gail. It warms my heart yes. to receive that email every month because it's really, she's, you know, standing in for, I hope, many people who are equally as happy with the books they get every month. So it's um, it's fun to be a part of it. I feel like a little bit like Santa. I yeah. get to be the one, you know sending out these books every month and Keila feels like Santa because we literally have bags 
full of shell subscriptions. Oh, it feels giant, like a bag. Yeah. Giant mailbags. Giant mailbags. <laughs> so many of them. So many. Yeah. Thank you to Gail because because our subscription service is probably, I would say, 70% online, 30% or 70% long distance, 30% in person. Maybe that's more 80-20. I'm not sure. Yeah. But because of that, you know, it's a mail service. So we're not going to hear, unless you know, the occasional fluke of, of, of the book being mailed back. But like, we're not going to get a ton of feedback. So when we do, it's really wonderful. Oh, it's so special to me. One of my favorite things is I I think this is the only hashtag that I follow on Instagram is shelf subscriptions. Back, I don't know when I discovered you could follow a hashtag, but <laughs> you can follow a hashtag. And so every so often on my Instagram feed, I will see somebody who has hashtag shelf subscription. Mm-hmm. And when they take a picture of their box, you know, that's one big change you helped us make was we went from sending them in mailers. I mean, mm-hmm. for years, uh, yeah. we sent them in mailers with like these muslin bags and you helped us transition into these really cool branded boxes. I was just sure they were going to be too expensive. And you were so good about doing all that research and helping me know, no, actually it was, it was weirdly cheaper <laughs> to do it that way. And so anyway, so to see the pictures of people like unboxing their book or posing their book with their box and their sticker, it's just really, it's really gratifying to get to see that because these are long distance customers. So we don't get that immediate feedback that we do from our in-store customers or, you know, that immediate, you, when we serve a customer in store, we get a smile or a thank you so much, or, you know, it's very personal and face to face and online book selling, as you know, is different. So to get to receive an email or to see on Instagram, how excited people are about their subscriptions is huge. And I will also say as a daughter, it is really fun to see feedback on the books that my dad picks or the books that my mom picks um, because they work, y'all, y'all, they work real hard. <laughs> they do. I'm so, so grateful for them. So grateful for them. They're not getting paid to do this. They're just doing it because they love you so much and they love reading. <laughs> they work so hard. <laughs> Yeah, they're just volunteers. Um, and mom and Nancy kind of share a subscription because when we did decide, you know what, we do have a lot of customers and I want to respect, you know, all jokes about fire sermon aside, I do want to respect people's boundaries in their reading. And I also want to show them, but there are books for you within maybe the boundaries that you have set. And so mom and Nancy alternate um, because it is hard to find PG-13, I think is what we've settled on, PG-13 books or books that are redemptive or or books that are for more sensitive readers. And so they alternate. And so mom is picking out a book every other month. Dad is picking one every month. And he was, he kind of jumped in to fill in with the void that Lucy left when she yeah. kind of departed the bookshelf and and she had been reading so diversely and, and lots of nonfiction. And so dad has come on and it's just fun to watch my parents get to do this thing in their retirement. Um, I think it's a fun retirement project for them, but it is also, it is so much work. I wish customers knew, and maybe that's what this episode will help them know. I wish customers knew how much, oh gosh, just effort and planning goes into a shelf subscription. I I think what people maybe don't realize, we always coin it as 
these are our favorite books of the month, which is absolutely true. Like it, what I pick is my favorite book of that month, but it also has to fit certain criteria. It has to fall in line with release dates. And Aaron knows more than anybody, the number of times release dates have changed since 2020. My poor dad will read a book and then I'll have to go. Oh, it's the worst to have to go tell him. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. The release date changed. <laughs> I know. Oh, and it has to be hardcover. So like you said, you know, we don't, we don't choose paperbacks anymore. And so it's very tough and it's, it's like it narrows the field. And so, yes. you, you know, when you get a book, um, not only was it our favorite, but it was, we worked very hard for that book, right? We worked yes. very hard to choose yes. it to make sure it's the cream of the crop of the books that we could get within that time frame. Yeah, we selected it because it's hardback fit within the release dates, fit within the genre criteria, but also we are reading these months in advance. So we select, it used to be, which I can't even imagine this now, Erin, but we used to just pick them like the month before, which... (laughs) Which, or or like two weeks before uh, you would pick your subscription, which just, that is another process that changed during the pandemic. Like that yeah. just was no longer possible um, because publishers were sending books out, you know, everybody, everybody's process has changed in 2020. And so now we're reading about two to three months in advance. Mm-hmm. And I'm usually ordering about two or one and a half months in advance as well. And, you know, an example, I won't I won't name names because we don't like to spoil the book selections, but my selection for this month released a little bit later in the month. Like we're typically trying to do no later than the first Tuesday. Sometimes a publisher will really kindly work with us. And, you know, because we're ordering a relatively large quantity, they'll they'll be understanding and they'll say, oh, absolutely, early release. But that's not always the case. So we're behind a little bit this month because of my selection and because of publishers being able to accommodate or not accommodate those kinds of requests. So I know from the conversations I have, not only with my mom and dad, but with Nancy and Olivia too, in store, where we are constantly... like. Nine times out of 10, you walk in the store, we're talking about books. We're talking about a shelf subscription. We're trying, we're trying, we're trying to figure out what do we pick? Yeah, absolutely. And nine times out of 10, if you're reading, you're reading for a shelf subscription pick, right? Yes. It is so much of my reading life Mm -hmm. is, yeah, reading for shelf subscription, because what if the book you're reading isn't shelf subscription worthy? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Right. You can't send out a dud. Like. Um, and that's what's pretty cool to go back and look at that spreadsheet. That spreadsheet goes back through the entire, basically the entirety of the program. And to look back and I realized, oh my gosh, these are really good books. Yeah, they still stand up. They're still great. <laughs> yeah, there may have been a couple where I was like, wait, what was that book? But most of the books, like Death of Vivek Ojai or mm-hmm. Such a Fun Age, like I loved those books and would still love to read those books today. So it's fun to see the subscription selections kind of stand the test of time. As a bookseller, that's really comforting to me. That makes me feel like we're doing our job well. Yes. Okay, so we've talked a lot about adult subscriptions because for a long time, that was all we did was offer adult subscription selections. Um, But we have over the years introduced kids selections and kids subscriptions. And we have found that these are really fun for gift giving. Um, They're really fun for grandparents to gift kids. That side of the program is in my mind, the side that has grown some of the most over the last year or two in particular 
particular. So can you talk a little bit about kids subscriptions and kind of what we offer? Because I feel like for adults, we base it on reading tastes. And for kids, we really base it more on age and reading level. Yeah. So when I started here, we only had a YA, we had a middle grade and a chapter book and a picture book selection. And so, you know, uh, YA was for maybe 14 and above. Middle grade, we usually try to say maybe 10 to 14. You know, chapter book is usually ages 8 to 10. Maybe picture book is for really anyone, but picture book, you know, we maybe ages two to eight, early elementary. So that was all we had. And then over time, we phased out our YA selection just because it's very difficult these days to find. YA encompasses, I mean, you know, it's <laughs> it's like a 14-year-old doesn't read like an 18-year-old reads, and nor should they. And so it's um, we just phased it out because it was becoming more difficult to find books that were would be acceptable to most parents and most you know, YA readers. So we were like, this is getting tougher and tougher. Yeah, it was so hard. And that was our smallest, like that was our fewest number of subscribers was in that young adult. And I just remember Olivia every month, it was a burden. And obviously everybody's work is hard. And, but when a task becomes a burden, I kind of pay attention, like, wait a minute, do we need to do that? Like we're a bookstore. Like, like, do we need to really, does that need to be a burden, (laughs) a heavy burden on Olivia every month? Um, And especially these aren't customers we know. And so, you know, it's hard to say, will they like, it, will they not like it? Yes. For our in-store young adult customers, Olivia is very sure. capable and most, and our booksellers are very capable of saying like, oh, this is appropriate. Like grandma, I feel comfortable giving right. you this to give to your 14 year old, but a subscription service, it just became untenable. It was such a burden every month for her based on content. And look, anybody who reads young adult knows those books run the gamut. Like for sure, (laughs) for sure. There's a lot, there's a lot of different content covered in that very small genre that I think was intended for 14 and up, but occasionally Mm -hmm. can feel more like college students. And so for our 14 year old subscribers, that was, that was a challenge. It was difficult. You know, that's just part of growth. Like any program, like we, we encountered that and we thought, well, that's not working for us as a store mm-hmm. anymore. So let's yeah. do away with that. But we did add board books. So now we have a baby board book subscription, which um, is my personal favorite. <laughs> <laughs> but we, um, I choose the baby board book and now recently have started choosing the picture book selection. And I am a parent. I'm currently a parent of a, also a very small child. And so I know mm-hmm. that a board book gets read over and over <laughs> and over again. And I know like what is going to interest, of course, every child is different, but I'm like, I know pretty much what's going to interest a small child. You know, are there too many words on the page? Parents don't want to read that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're doing like books you can read again and again and that the parents also enjoy and find a lot of fun in. So that's fun for me to hopefully pick books that not only kids will enjoy, but grandparents and parents and babysitters will enjoy reading over and over again. I think that was such a wonderful addition to the subscription service. Um, I think part of the reason we added that was because of Clark, <laughs> was because of Aaron's baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it has become, I think, one of our largest. Our largest children's subscription. Yeah. Because it is such a great gift. So I, Erin, I didn't tell you this. I'm going to tell you now. So I gave my new nephew, Oliver, I gave him a subscription, I think like a six month Mm -hmm. subscription. And 
my brother texted me, I guess last month was the baby board book, a button book. Was that what it was called? Yes. Okay. My brother (laughs) texted me. He said, we are loving these books every month. He said, but man, this one, what a twist. Like he, (laughs) he was like, I could not believe this book. Like it was so fun because they, Oliver is four months old. So they're reading to him, which is so important. So valuable, but also probably a little tedious. We, I'm, I'm glad I sent the subscription because my brother was reading Oliver Kierkegaard. Oh. And I was like, Chet. Chet. Oh, <laughs> too soon, Chet. <laughs> you you, you got to read him some baby board books too. And so I think it was very fun. And I love that my Kierkegaard loving brother oh. also was like, oh, this baby board book is awesome. So you're doing a great job of picking them because it was one that was entertaining to the right. parents as well, um, which I think when your child is so little, yeah, it's important. I know I have favorite books that I am happy when Clark picks them off the shelf. I'm like, yeah. Yes, I love that one. Let's read that one again. So I wanted to give that to parents. Um, I'm having a blast picking the picture book, which is, I think, a great option for any child from babies to, you know, right up to middle school. Because I'm like, I don't, I haven't really met a child yet that doesn't love picture books, like that doesn't love to be read Mm. to picture books. Um, I mean, you think fifth graders are all cool until you're like, hey, how about I read you a book? And they're like, yes. (laughs) Like yeah, it's so true. Book. They love it. So picture books mm-hmm. are great. It's for any age. Um, never met a child that didn't want to be to read a picture book still. And our chapter book is for uh, emerging readers. It gets um, into more adventurous storylines. And our middle grade is really for kids who are progressing into deeper reading, maybe with some deeper storylines, some um, not darker themes, but Olivia really does try to um, make sure she honors, you know, like what parents might want kids to be reading at that age. And so it, yeah, it does, middle grade also is kind of hard to pick. I know there's a variety of stuff she can pick there, but um, she does a great job picking those chapter and middle grade books every month. They're fantastic. I I know I've said this a million times on this episode already, but it is so much it is so much work and so much curation, which is exactly what we love to do. I mean, I think it's what sets indie bookstores apart from bigger box stores is that personalized expertise. Um, but truly, yeah, not only are the adult selectors like me, my mom, my dad, Nancy, Olivia, like obviously we're reading constantly trying to find the right book, but you and Olivia are working so hard because you're really answering to two clients. You're answering to the parent and to the child. And in some cases, the grandparent. And I mean this, every book is so good. Like y'all are so good at your job. Like every middle grade book is so fun and adorable and thoughtful. And every board book is so eye-catching and unique Mm -hmm. and like it's a subscription that I was proud to be able to gift my nephew. Like I was like, you get to see what my store is like. Like you get to see yeah. what we do over here um, because my brother lives far away. And so he gets yeah. to see, yeah, this is what we do. Like you're getting a little bit. And that goes back to the whole purpose of the, of the subscription is in mm-hmm. my mind. And it's part of the reason we never changed to like direct ship from one of our distributors or something like that is because I really want a long distance customer to have the same personalization and care that is provided to our in-store customer. And I think that's exactly what you and Keila do. And it's exactly what our staff does when they pick these books. Um, It's just so the same amount of care that goes into when I watch Olivia hand sell a kid book in person, she's doing that for the long distance customer. Yeah. She is. 
Absolutely. Yes. We have lots and lots, like you said, lots and lots of discussions at work about our books, about our picks. You know, sometimes Olivia will be like, well, what about this one? And let's talk about this one. And this one has this storyline. What do you think about that? And so much care is going into it always with our subscribers in mind, always. Okay. So if you're an adult reader, if you're a kid reader, that's kind of how you base your subscription. It's kind of on age and reading level. If you're an adult reader, it's all about your personal taste. So you've already heard a little bit about mine. Again, literary fiction, nonfiction. Um, congratulations, The Best Is Over was my most recent selection. And I do love that book so much. I reread bits of it recently for an upcoming <laughs> From the Front Porch Book Club. <laughs> that's, right. that's, all, that's also happening this week. Uh, anyway, I reread parts of it recently and I thought, oh, Oh my gosh, that book is so good. And so it's one of those that I do think, you know, a few years from now, I'm going to look back and think, oh, that's a book that stood the test of time. But then some of my other recent selections that I've really liked that I also think were relatively unsung in the book world are Stealing by Margaret Verbal. Oh, I just loved that book so very much. I think that was my February selection. What Happened to Ruthie Ramirez by Claire Jimenez was so quirky and interesting and original. Like I had not read anything else like that. Paper Names by Susie Lowe. Everything's Fine by Cecilia Rabbis. These were some of the books that I have picked this year. So um, literary fiction, some literary nonfiction, books where characters are having conversations. Sometimes it's books where characters aren't doing too much. Um, I'm not always the most plot-driven reader. Uh, Olivia and I joke about this, that when we do those new release episodes, like <laughs> Olivia tells an entire plot and I'm like, well, my characters talk to each other. Like that's, right. like, that's, my, that's my basic description. <laughs> and then they talk some more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if those books types of books or those books are books on your TBR or books that you've enjoyed this year, then you would probably enjoy my subscription. But now I want you to hear from some of our other pickers so that you can get an idea of the books that they select every month and why. Hello, I'm Olivia, the operations manager here at The Bookshelf, and I have been selecting a shelf subscription title every month for the past five years. If you choose to subscribe with me, you'll get a variety of mysteries and thrillers, and occasionally I will throw in a fantasy novel that just happened to top everything else I read that month. I send out everything from a cozy whodunit to dark academia to a thriller that keeps you on the edge of your seat. When I pick my shelf subscription titles, I really try to choose a title that maybe you wouldn't have normally heard about or wouldn't normally pick up on your own or just one that surprised me in the best way possible. I love a book that can play with the mystery genre in a way we haven't seen before or a thriller that keeps me on the edge of my seat just from chapter one. Um, I love when they can throw in a plot twist that I truly didn't see coming. That's one of my favorite things. Um, I have loved all of the books that I've sent out this year and the past five, but some of my most recent highlights from 2023 are my very first book that I sent out in January, which is Everyone in My Family Has Killed Someone by Benjamin Stevenson. I actually requested... I had a different book selected first for that month, and then at the very last minute, I switched it after reading this book because I couldn't not send this out to everyone. It was excellent. Uh, he played in the, with the mystery genre in a way that I just thought was so clever. 
Benjamin, from the very start, gave you a list of page numbers where all of the murders were committed. And from there, he gave you one of the most honest and reliable narrators I have ever met and still managed to give you a a twist at the end of the book. It was excellent. Uh, We had a really fun book club about it where my coworker, my bookseller, Keela, ended up making a murder board with yarn everywhere pointing to the different suspects. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Another one that I have loved uh, and sent out this year is Symphony of Secrets by Brendan Slocum. I have loved every book that Brendan Slocum has wrote. Um, It's only been two, but I know he's going to write more and I will still love them and read them all. He wrote The Violin Conspiracy and this was his second book, Symphony of Secrets. And it is about a composer who his last work went missing And in the current timeline, a musicologist, Byrne, ends up being asked to, after the the work is found, he gets asked to put it onto an orchestra and make it playable again. And in doing so, he found some secrets about this composer. And so you go from this dual timeline where it is Byrne finding out about this composer to actually watching the composer and his up and coming. It was excellent. The dual timeline kept you on the edge of your seat and both timelines were ones that you would just easily fall into and couldn't get enough of. One of the most recent ones I sent out and probably will be in my top of the year is The Housekeepers by Alex Hay. This novel was so much fun. It was Ocean's Eleven set in the 1900s, the early 1900s, with just one of the greatest casts of women I have read in a book. It was excellent. It read like a movie. I loved every second of it. So if you are looking for a shelf subscription filled with mysteries and thrillers and maybe occasionally a really well-written fantasy novel, check mine out. I'd be happy to send you a book. Hey, everybody. I'm Susie, Annie's Real Mom and the Bookshelf Shop Mom. I've been sharing a shelf subscription selection with bookseller Nancy for about three years. Every other month, I choose books for what Annie calls sensitive readers. But I prefer to say I like stories with redeeming characters and plot lines. You won't find too much sex, violence, or language in the books I choose. But I promise that doesn't mean they're boring. Since picking books for the Shelf Subscription Program, I've fallen in love with writers like Patty Callahan-Henry, Lauren Denton, and some of my favorite selections have been The Personal Librarian, Once Upon a Wardrobe, The Two Lives of Sarah, Messy Lives of Book People, and The Secret Book of Flora Lee. I love discovering new-to-me authors and introducing readers like you to books that might have not been found otherwise. Happy reading, everybody! Hi, everyone. This is Nancy, and I pick books for you to read. I'm a bookseller at the bookshelf and have been working here just about five years now, but I have been selecting shelf subscription books for about two years. Susie, Annie's mom, and I switch off every other month looking for the best book for you. Our genre varies, but we try to stick to subjects that are easy, comfortable books to read. I love fiction historical fiction, and also a great mystery. My all-time favorite author is Kristen Hanna, but I also enjoy reading books by Marie Benedict, Elizabeth Letts, and Pamela Terry. The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna is my overall favorite book, but I have really enjoyed reading American Dirt by Janine Cummings. 
Hour of the Witch by Chris Beaujolais, and The Girls of Summer by Kate Bishop. The subject matter in all these books varies, but that's what keeps my selections interesting. You never know what you will get. If you haven't tried my book selections before, I urge you to try just one. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Hey readers, I'm Chris, Annie's Real Dad and the Bookshelf Shop Dad. In other words, Handyman. I've been a bookshelf subscription selection option since February 2022 when I first read The Violin Conspiracy by Brendan Slocum. Every month I choose books that fancy my interest, which could be fiction, nonfiction, or biographical. I like adventure and drama. You might find some language, sex, or violence in my selections, but not overwhelmingly so. For nonfiction, I navigate to social justice issues and history. Since picking book for, books for the Shell Subscription Program, I've selected at least three books that were big-time hits. Properties of Thirst by Mary Ann Wiggins was the New Yorker magazine best book of 2022. Demon Copperhead by Barbara Kingsolver, the 2023 Pulitzer Prize. And The Wager by David Grant, a New York Times bestseller. I love discovering captivating novels and intriguing nonfiction that will both entertain and delight the reader. Okay, Erin, we have talked so much about shelf subscriptions. We wanted to do that because it's our seven year, seventh anniversary, seventh anniversary. I don't know how we want to word it. We've been doing this for seven years. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's, uh, the seven year itch. We wanted to do something fun and special. Um, if you subscribed to us in September, you got some really fun stuff. Oh man, Erin brainstormed oh, yeah. so much. She sat in my office. I have a very distinct memory. And she was like, I think we should do a bandana. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think you're right. We should do a bandana. And so it's <laughs> so fun. I think that's one of my favorite parts of life at the bookshelf is getting to watch an idea come to fruition. Like there is something so gratifying about the tangible nature of some of our work. Not all of our work is tangible. And so I think, <laughs> I think when there is like, oh, Aaron thought we should have a pencil set. And now voila, like Aaron, I dream of Jeannie did. And there, <laughs> there's a pencil set. <laughs> I know it's so cool. And it's so fun to work with, um, you know, like we had an awesome person do those for us at Longhand Pencils. And it's just so fun to reach out and be like, I have an idea, you know, can you do this? And she's like, yes. And then they arrive in the mail and it just feels really full circle. It's so cool. Yeah, it's very fun. And it's very fun to get to support other small businesses in our work. So those pencils were done by Longhand Pencils. The bandana was done by Pen and Paint, our friend Lindsay. So yeah, it's just pretty cool to get to do all of that. So our September subscriptions went out with a lot of fun goodies, but talk to listeners because if they're listening now, they have a chance to buy for October. So if you buy in September, you're getting an October subscription. So talk to them about some of the perks for purchasing in time for October. Yeah. So again, in continued celebration of our seventh anniversary, we thought it would be a fun perk that if you purchase, you know, in September to receive your box in October, that no matter what you purchase, you get an additional month on top of that. So if you purchase a one month, um, you get two months. If you purchase a three month, you'll get four months. So you get an extra month on us. And that's just to continue the fun, right? Like it's just like you get an extra month on us, another book, um, another chance to find maybe your next favorite read. Um, We also are partnering, which I'm so excited about. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, but we're partnering (laughs) with author Carrie Winfrey, 
who has agreed to be like our guest picker for October. And she's going to pick her favorite book, the book that she's really excited about that's coming out in October. And people will have a chance to purchase that or purchase that in addition to their current, like if they're already current shelf subscribers, but they also want to get Carrie's pick in October, um, they can do that as well on our website. But Carrie is fantastic. She was at our last reader retreat. Um, She's written so many amazing books that we all have loved here and that continue to be popular. She's, what would you call it? Like romance, rom-com is what she writes a lot of. Yeah, rom-com. She wrote some really fun young adult books. I'll tell you, you've been brainstorming this for months and and working on this for months. And I hope you noticed yesterday, it was delightful. We had staff meeting yesterday and Erin was kind of just doing her spiel and she was explaining like, these are the things that we're doing for October. And truly some of our most non-reactive staff. Like we have some staffers who are going to get excited about anything, which I love. I, we really need that <laughs> level of enthusiasm. But what cracked me up was Esme, who's normally, she'll react, but she's maybe a quieter reactor. Mm-hmm. When you said Carrie Winfrey was picking a book, Esme gasped this guttural gasp. <laughs> it, was, it was very rewarding. <laughs> it was so fun and so exciting because this is something I've been hearing about for months. So I'm sitting there like smiling, like, yeah, this is so great. And it is so great. But to see the staff who wasn't aware that she was picking a book for us, like they didn't know behind the scenes, their reaction was so genuine. And I thought, oh, I think our customers are going to be excited about this too. <laughs> I really hope so. I know a lot of our customers maybe know Carrie already ready from her books. If you don't, um, I would say give her a chance. She's an amazing author and she has great taste, obviously, in books. And so we're very excited about her pick for October, which will remain a secret, of course, for a little bit. But um, yeah, we're just really excited to partner with people to, you know, maybe find new ways to expand our shelf subscriptions in 2024, um, expand our offerings and really just fine tune what people want, but also maybe expand so that they might be surprised by what we offer and be excited about it. I am so proud of you and the work that you've done, particularly in advance of this kind of seven year anniversary, and also just how the program has grown and morphed and changed. I think um, it's really important to look back at where you started. And y'all, we are constantly tweaking and working on all the different programs that we offer. So when we talk about like, oh, we discontinued the young adult program, so much time and effort and energy went into that decision. We have already been meeting for weeks about what we want to change and tweak in 2024 in order to keep offering the program and to keep making it better. I mean, it's one of the things that I think is both the hardest and the most rewarding about life at the bookshelf is that we're constantly improving and evaluating um, and, you know, making sure that what we offer is really excellent. And I think I think shelf subscriptions are excellent. And it occurred to me when you you had suggested this episode, and it occurred to me that a lot of our podcast listeners might not have even known we do this. <laughs> like, like we don't talk about subscriptions very much. I think we reference them in passing, but I hope listeners now have an idea of this book of the month program, why we offer it, the work that goes into it. And when they purchase in October, they get essentially a month free. Um, so it's a great time to try it. So even if you just buy one month, that really means now you get two books. You Now you get October and November. And so it's a great time to go ahead and purchase. And you can also purchase Carrie's as an add-on or as its own subscription. So I am very excited. Where can people go to find out about shelf subscriptions? 
Yeah, you can go to our website. It's just bookshelf, thomasville.com. And it's pretty obvious, but there's, um, you know, on the upper right-hand menu, there's shelf subscriptions. You click on that, and that page has all the information. Of course, people can always email me at contactus at bookshelfthomasville.com, and I will be happy to answer any questions, big or small, that you have about shelf subscription programs. Um, I know one thing I wanted to mention is that the bandana that went out with our September Treat Your Shelf is now going to be available online so that maybe if you're a new subscriber or you didn't get a Treat Your Shelf box in September, but you want that bandana, it will be available to purchase on the website as well. Yay. We'll put a link to shelf subscriptions and then to the separate bandana. We'll put those links in the show notes so you can have them um, because we know that listeners who are listening now missed out on that bandana opportunity, but y'all, it is so cute. Uh, and it's so we're so selling cute. them. We're selling them individually. It has it has Sam Malone on it. It has Sam Malone on it. It's so cute. Not Sam Malone, Ted Danson. Sam Malone, my dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, although he's great too, but your dog is way cuter. I'd love to have Ted dancing on a bandana next year. Next year, year eight. (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Erin, so much for all the work you do on subscriptions. And thank you for being on the episode today. Yeah. This week, I'm reading Happiness Falls by Angie Kim. Erin, what are you reading? This week, I am reading The Berry Pickers by Amanda Peters. From the Front Porch is a weekly podcast production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. You can follow The Bookshelf's daily happenings on Instagram at bookshelftville, and all the books from today's episode can be purchased online through our store website, bookshelfthomasville.com. A full transcript of today's podcast episode can be found at fromthefrontporchpodcast.com. Special thanks to Studio D Podcast Production for production of From the Front Porch and for our theme music, which sets the perfect warm and friendly tone for our Thursday conversations. Our executive producers of today's episode are Cammie Tidwell, Chantal Carl, Kate O'Connell, Kristen May, Linda Lee Drost, Martha, Stacy Lau, Chanta Combs, Stephanie Dean, Ashley Farrell, Nicole Marcy, Wendy Jenkins, Lori Johnson. Susan Eulings. Thank you all for your support of From the Front Porch. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Your input helps us make the show even better and helps us reach new listeners. All you have to do is open up the podcast app on your phone, look for From the Front Porch, scroll down until you see Write a Review and tell us what you think. Or if you're so inclined, support us over on Patreon, where we have three levels of support. Each level has an amazing number of benefits like bonus content, access to live events, discounts, and giveaways. Just go to patreon.com forward slash from the front porch. We're so grateful for you and we look forward to meeting back here next week.